Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, here to talk all things Monday Night Raw. My usual partner in crime, John Clark, not here tonight. He is at Raw tonight in Cleveland, our, our boots on the ground, as always. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll tell us all about his, his live experience next week. I'm here to talk about the show, though. So before I do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Please leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, definitely a, a noteworthy episode of Raw tonight. There's one big story to get into, but I guess to, to accurately and, and uh, you know, best best talk about it, I have to kind of start at the beginning and, and work all the way there. We'll jump around a little bit, though, uh, because the, the show was kind of bookended by two very connected things. So we'll start off with that. I'm sure that's what everybody wants to talk about. That's the big story coming out of the night. So... Show opens, as people previously announced, triple threat tag title match, RK Bro uh, versus Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the champions, uh, Alpha Academy, Fredericks on National Champion, St. John is missing. John is not missing. He is in Cleveland at Raw tonight. Uh, I'm sure he's having a good time. Uh, he was definitely looking forward to seeing uh, a certain Hall of Famer who was, uh, did not show up tonight. Again, we'll talk all about that in a minute. But uh, the show opened with a promo from Owens and Rollins. They've been on a roll, roll lately. They defeated RK Bro. They defeated Alpha Academy. And that's set the stage for this tag title match. Now, heading this one, I did not know who would win. Um, you know, I, I, I felt like it could go any number of ways. WrestleMania is only a few weeks away now. So the winner of this one definitely, uh, you, you kind of got the sense, would in a way, kind of influenced the road to WrestleMania. It's like they've been kind of hyping it up, like whoever wins this match will, quote-unquote, go on to WrestleMania, probably defend the title there. Uh, Nash pointed out it's 26 days away. Hard to believe, folks. 26 days to WrestleMania here, the two-night spectacle, the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time, if in case you forgot. Um, but no, we had have, we have this talk to the match here tonight. So with that in mind, I did not know who would win. Uh, if anything, watching this, this match to open the show with RK-Bro, does make me think about how, you know, what, what we do here on this show, we come together and we talk about kind of the, the flavor of the day. So for weeks and weeks and weeks, we really thought that RK Bro would split up and have this epic match for WrestleMania. That's not going to happen. RK Bro wound up winning the titles tonight. Uh, so that now they are two-time Raw Tag Team Champions. Nesha Crow is definitely uh, enthusiastic about that. She's, she's glad RK Bro got the belts. Uh, I was awfully surprised, but I will definitely agree that it was a great opening match here. And also, Gavin saying, hope I'm doing well. Gavin, hope you're doing well as well. Thanks for checking in. But yes, Brian, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I think most people assumed Akibro would split at some point, um, as uh, even maybe as early as the Rumble. Uh, and then, the, then some reports came out, maybe around uh, in Lation Chamber, that they might not be splitting up. And they have not split up at all. They've really kind of pivoted away from any even tease of that happening. So instead, Akibro... Uh, still going strong here. They they pick up the win in a very, very good match. This match got a lot of time. Opening promo ran a little long. We had um, you know pretty much every team talk a little bit. Uh, that's That went a little long. And then the match itself went a good chunk of the first hour, which I, that was nice. It's always good to kind of give uh, the tag division its due. I mean, I, I say on NXT, it's kind of my catchphrase pretty much in, pretty much in all these shows. When you focus on the wrestling, WWE is still pretty darn good. So... This match was very good. I liked it a lot. Steven saying it was a great triple, triple threat tag team match here. Uh, as for the result, Brian saying he wanted Biddle versus Orton, but he's happy they got the belts. I mean, yeah, I, I tweeted about during the show, the fact they won tonight, the fact we have RK Bro as champions again, I would be pretty surprised if they split before July at this point, because I, I you have to imagine they're going to want that match for a big show, and presumably that would be SummerSlam. 
So I guess at this point I could see some split happening at Money in the Bank, maybe, and then the feud heading to SummerSlam. I think that makes sense. It's just weird because that's still a ways away now. So it's almost like we've kind of gone in a circle. Well, by that point, we'll have gone in a circle where like we they had kind of teased a split, then they kind of made up. Uh, oh, Stephen James is a good point here. They do have uh, Hell in a Cell in June. If they want to build that up as a big show, perfectly uh, a fitting stage for for a grudge match there if they want to do that. But um, to me, Hell in a Cell is not a big show. To me, like if they're going to do Arky Bro splitting, it would be WrestleMania. Uh, and now, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I mean. If they're going to do the split, if they're going to do the feud, it's got to be on a big show. I'm thinking that's going to be SummerSlam. It is just interesting that... Um, how are they going to draw it out and, and keep it interesting? Because that, that's again, that is it's March now, that is six months away. That's a long time, folks. And especially with Raw, three hours each week, uh, it's hard to keep anything interesting, really. Uh, but DJ Chinese with, China with a prediction, he predicts a short title reign. And he thinks we still are going to, we still are going to get Orton versus Riddle. I think he means WrestleMania and saying Alpha Academy or Alpha Academy gets him back at Mania and uh, Orton Marcus Riddle after the match. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see that. Um, I mean, anything can happen. That's just, as you always say, you never know if WWE, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I'm sick with my guns here. I'm going to say, you know, I just, they seem really confident with what they have right now. Orton after the match, guys, he dropped the F word, two of them. He said he's having fun and Riddle's his friend. That's a big deal. The power of friendship is a wonderful thing. Uh, so, you know, the fact that he's having so much fun does lead me to believe that like they actually might keep rolling with it. So, um again if they can keep it interesting i think that's fine i think it's working people really seem to be liking it there are some weeks i don't really like it namely because of the jokes reels telling or, or the specific, specific, yeah, specific things they're doing excuse me um but overall i'd be okay with that it's just i guess i i'm a little concerned that they might struggle to really keep it interesting like that but as the she was like hey bro Nesha, i know you're not alone with that uh they are very very popular i would say they've been one of the uh the best uh, parts of Raw really since they became a team here. So, um, but again, that's just saying she loves like a bro here. Gavin's saying the friendship, the power of friendship can often uh, create the most uh, heartbreaking turns here. Me, uh, in this case, would be a heel turn likely for Orton. And I've seen this comparison many times here. DJ saying that we could see like a, a festival of friendship thing like we saw years ago of Owens and Jericho. Yeah, I think this could kind of rival in terms of a friendship just imploding. Also, I'll point out Chad Gable, A, doing great stuff on Raw. B, uh, I guess great wrestling, great character work. Uh, they added the shoosh to his theme song now. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see him really kind of continue to evolve here. Uh, but he also, he definitely, he and Orton definitely stole the headlines here at the end of the match. This didn't even win the match. Orton, like, gave him a moonsault and Orton caught him midair. It was one of the most impressive archaeos I've ever seen. That definitely seemed to be um, the talk of the town really like, everyone was talking about it if you haven't seen it yet go look it up or an and gable here in this match you're not going to regret it very very fun spot there but in the end rollins uh stomped i believe he stomped once a gable or or uh or otis and then riddle stole the pin uh, after the match so that, this is where things picked up here so after the match archibald celebrates it's a good time but uh rollins and owens sold this like they lost the super bowl like they they sold this very very well very very good good storytelling here where they just look so dejected and crushed uh, because, you know, they, they look at it like, okay, we lost this match. This is our golden ticket to WrestleMania. What do we do now? So Owens literally sat there just looking so upset, like just crushed, not knowing what to do. Rollins reacted a little differently as, as people do with any setback. Rollins, uh, like I was showing, he was very angry. He was very, like, you know, mad. And it's, it felt like he was going to do something for a second. 
I mean, I thought we might be going toward a, uh, an Owens and Rollins, you know, split on, on that front. We're talking about like uh, uh, Akibro here, but you know, I do think we could be seeing another friendship implode here with Rollins and Owens. Um, I do think that's coming at some point, and that's she says she, she agrees to says that's coming as well. Um, but uh, we can pretty clearly see that that's not going to happen right now, based on all logical indicators. So I, I want to get this, get this out of the way because it's set the stage for later. Uh, Owens was backstage, as I said, Rollins was angry. It seemed like he was going to do something, like kind of lash out because he's so upset. Uh, and then uh, Owens was kind of sad. He was like, okay, you know, I want, what, what, what am I going to do? It's WrestleMania. And then later in the show, in an interview, and he said, okay, I have a plan. I have, I have this vision for WrestleMania. It's going to change my WrestleMania future. I'm going to let you all know later in the show. So then it comes out. It's the last, like, not even 10 minutes. And uh, this was, like, rumor stars started to get out and people were kind of speculating so at least that's one thing for me where i was like all right <laughs> saw it coming because you know uh, people speculate rumors and reports get out there so there you go um so owens comes out and he says all right i uh, i have this this grand plan for us man i want to have the most stupendous that is my new like least favorite word by the way the most stupendous wrestlemania of all time gonna have the most stupendous KO show of all time at WrestleMania in Texas. Now, as we've seen in several weeks, Owens has been running down Texas, running down Texan legends. Uh, he's like had some little bit of beef with Booker T on Twitter, and he the, and this probably is uh you know talking about Shawn Michaels. They said in honor of Bret Hart, you can never have Shawn Michaels on the show, um, stuff like that. I think you mentioned JBL as well. Um, going through all this, talking about his legends, and he's, he's then he's increasingly shifted shifted gears and really clearly started talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was saying that uh, he wants to call it a guy that's, you know, a shell of a man and, and who hasn't wrestled 19 years or whatever. His knees are broken down. He's talking about his injuries. Very, 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 very clear. He was talking about Stone Cold. Um, and that, lo and behold, he threw down the challenge and said uh, that he wants to invite Stone Cold Steve Austin to be on the KO show at WrestleMania 38 on April 2nd slash April 3rd. Now, this is a thing where reports have been going on for quite a while now. Uh, weeks ago, I think it was Fightful Select first reported that uh, WWE was trying to get Stone Cold to come back for WrestleMania 38 in some capacity, seemingly in a wrestling capacity. Uh, there have been just differing reports, contra uh, conflicting reports, uh, exactly how that would work um, in terms of would it be a match? Would it be some kind of showdown, like a confrontation? Not, not a match, but like just a stunner. Obviously, it has been 19 years. Uh, Austin had to retire for a reason, so like nobody really knew what was going on. Um, and so Owen stood on the challenge and this, this end of the show, you kind of had to figure something was coming. And as Brian's saying here, I honestly thought Austin was coming out and the house would have gone bonkers. Yeah. John and I talked about this last week. You, you, you had to think Steve Austin was going to come out. This was, as National point out, WrestleMania is 26 days away, folks, 26 days away. Now, granted, could very easily come out next week. Fine. This isn't the thing you really need to build up all that much. It's Steve Austin. It's Kevin Owens. They don't need a lot of time to tell the story, so that's totally fine. Um, but for like a show closing angle, that does feel pretty flat in a way. And, and the idea that they're, they're hyping up this big KO show, like that's some big selling factor. I know it's Texas, okay? I know it's Stone Cold. I know I, Steve Austin's great. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I was a huge fan of his, of his when I was a kid. No denying his legacy, no denying, no denying he's awesome. Like, that's great. Good for him. 
And I'm sure the the, the roof is going to blow off the place in one, at, at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. You know, he's the the uh, the, the Texas rattlesnake, literally. Like you can that's you can see that a mile away. But like this isn't that big of a deal. I'm not trying to diminish it, but like Nestor thinks she doesn't think we're going to get a match here. Um, yeah, like I don't think so. Apparently, r- reports have, have stated that WWE wants the match, but the fact they laid this out as uh, the KO show, seemingly. Um, best case at this point, it might be like The Rock and Eric Rowan back in like 2016, if I think that was, when The Rock being in like 16 seconds or maybe even less than that, just like a quick, in this case, a quick stunner, and and that's it. Uh, and yeah, that's the next thing. Stone Cold will do a stunner and get a big pop, and that'll be it. Fine, like you know, there there are worse things to put on a WrestleMania. It's it's Stone Cold. He's the legend. He deserves it. Steven's saying, imagine the heat Owens will get in Texas. I mean, he's in bashing Texas. I'm sure he'll cut a very anti-Texas promo here uh, at WrestleMania itself to get a, to get some big heat there. Um, DJ saying that Austin himself reported that no one had talked to him about the plans of wrestling at the show. Not sure exactly where that's from, but there does seem to be a lot of a lot of confusion about exactly what's happening here in terms of you know. What, what's believable what's actually going on i don't know i i'm i'm passing on things as as reliable outlets report them um i just don't know but gavin's saying he thinks we get a swerve also come out says he has a friend and then you could have you know all the old wrestlers from texas jbl sean michaels booker t who even knows them they all do the moves and they all have beers fine that's that's fine um again i i uh like I, that, that it doesn't really excite me. Like I'm not trying to like to look down on it so much. Just like you know, it's it's not this big, big, big thing. If he doesn't really have a match, like it's the KO show. Okay, he's come back before. He's he had like the, the if you if you all remember the, the Austin three six sixteen day early on in the pandemic era when it was really awkward. It was, it was with Byron Saxon and like it was one of those really weird empty arena shows. He's done a number of things over the years. Like it's not that big of a deal. He was in WrestleMania a couple of times. I can remember like, you know, a couple of times here and there over the years. Like it's not this big, big thing. Friends with Nando chipping in. What's up, Nando? Hope you're doing well today. Uh, Steven, somebody get 80,000 80, people saying what at the same time. That sounds like a headache waiting to happen. But of course, at the end of the day, it's going to be a big pop. All right. I, I fully understand that. And, and really, that's that's what we're, that's what I, uh, at least, you know, I would imagine Vince McMahon and just the, uh, I guess he is the decision maker in this case. Well, he would kind of want just whatever gets that pop, whatever gets the most response, whether that's he or face. Really, that's that's what you're going for in the day. Some response is the goal there. Like that's that's really, I guess the the whole point, right? To get those big pops. So, you know, that's fine for me. I I thought this was a little underwhelming. It's like okay, I, Kevin Owens is great. Steve Austin is great. If if Steve Austin does come back, cool. Okay. <laughs> again, he's a legend. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be redundant here, but um, yeah, but DJ again, another idea saying that, uh, you know, the referencing here, he Heath Slater from Raw 1000, we have a bunch of legends, in this case from Texas, do the finishers, Austin pins him. Maybe uh, if, 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 if it is a match, it's not going to be anything like, it's not going to be a match. It's going to be uh, just a very like smoke and mirrors thing. Nothing, nothing major, nothing crazy. Um, Bernardo, I definitely agree with you. He's saying, I don't want Stone Cold to come out of retirement. He's the only attitude era guy not to lose his aura of a bad ace. <laughs> Very nice, Nando. Um, yeah, I, I think far too often you see 
legends coming back and diminishing their legacy or diminishing their 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 attraction i guess in terms of like when then when they do come back it doesn't feel like a big deal you know there are any, any number of people like that uh but steven saying doesn't see a match it has been 19 years right like that's a lot that's a long time and like crazy things have happened of course but you know at the end of the day i don't know if i see that happening but something i didn't see happening at night you know let's let's kind of uh pivot and then move on here because I, I would i don't, I don't want to beat, beat the same drum here like he's been retired retired for a reason as Nash was pointing out that's all there really is to it so if it comes back probably not gonna be a match let's move on something i did not see happening tonight was a very very weird edge promo so of course last week edge found out that he would be facing andrew styles at wrestlemania now i myself a lot of us i imagine were excited for this match edge veteran hall of famer uh, a guy that came back you know from retirement has had this great run doing a whole thing um I've, I've i've enjoyed it a lot big fan of edge he was one he was my one of my guys coming up but like him a lot so uh it's been cool to see him uh being back it's been cool to see him and and you know he won the rumble he may have been to WrestleMania last year doing great stuff uh and then he has a, a he wanted to, he he also wanted to have a stupendous a stupendous WrestleMania a, a phenomenal WrestleMania so he laid out a challenge and I was hoping it would be AJ Styles. We found out last week that it was. And then Edge beat him down for no reason. We didn't really know why. But pretty clear he turned heel. And tonight, of course, uh, that they had advertised ahead of time that Edge would explain his actions. So the lights go down. And Edge's, after like a, a pretty long delay, Edge's, uh, you know, the beginning of his theme song plays, then stops. And Edge walks out. The lights are black. And it's like this black light weird thing it's kind of like the undertaker if you watch aw it's kind of like the house of black too like i don't, I don't know what they were going for and the lighting was so weird he looked like he was animated by wwe 2k22 like he did not look it, it, did, not, it did not look, look like real life like it looked it, it was weird man i don't know um so walk to the ring at first they got like 2010 heel batista vibes i thought there'd be a spotlight that didn't happen um the black light all black. He's wearing a black suit, kind of like ironically Seth Rollins when they're feuding uh, in the fall. Um, don't know what that was about. And then we had a weird promo. Then he, he basically said that again, as Lee says, he noted last week that he wanted the Bulldog AJ Styles, so he wanted to bring out the Bulldog AJ Styles. And I should point out before the show, WWE announced that uh, Styles quote unquote suffered a, a, a contusion from the attack last week, so he was not on the show tonight. Uh, DJ pointed out that Edge looked like he's from the Blue Man group. Yeah, it was just like the he, the, the the visual was kind of weird. The promo was kind of weird. He said he's an omnipotent. He said that um, he feels like he's in control of everything. He said he's in, in love of himself. Kind of weird thing. He said he feels like in control of the entire industry. And um, there, there's a joke about AW doing, you know, getting momentum there. You know, something that like the, nobody controls the entire industry. But let, let's not focus on that. Um, it was just weird, man. He seemed like he implied he was like a god in a way. I'm like, where did this come from? Like, he, he was a babyface last week. He attacked AJ Styles, and now suddenly he's like, he thinks he's a god. Like, what? That doesn't make sense at all. I, I don't know. Nando's saying heel edge is always better than face edge. Um, and Brian's saying he likes the new heel edge. I like heel edge. I don't. This at least right off the bat didn't quite click for me again this the, the, the that drastic was shift we go from at least at the, at the start of the segment last uh last week pretty normal edge one week later 
all black, weird black black lighting entrance and, and the black suit. And then again, saying he's omnipotent, a very like 180 shift. Steven saying he's not taking it either. There you go. See, so a little bit of a, a mixed response here, but I don't know. I think uh, I saw this kind of going around as well on Twitter. They're they're overcomplicating this, right? They've got AJ Styles, they've got Edge. Two, one, one Hall of Fame already, one pretty much a lock to get there when, when he decides to hang it up. Uh, Styles, one of the very best wrestlers in the world. Edge, everybody loves Edge, fan favorite legend. You can just tell that story. You can just say, hey, we've got two people that, that the fans love and they're both legends and we've never seen this match before. And they both, I mean, maybe, again, it kind of sounds lame when, when you lay it out, but they both respect each other and they're just going to have a match in the spirit of competition, in the spirit of having um, a, a finale of WrestleMania. Cool. Cool, great, that works, that's fine. Maybe it's not like the most quote unquote heated thing, if you will, but this, like, again, it's just, if they wanted to do this, I guess, just draw it out a little more. They could have had, in this case, I mean, hindsight is 2020, I think they could have had Styles dance for the challenge first night, then maybe Edge starts being a little heelish, and then he maybe, you know, one or two weeks being a little heelish, and then boom, then the turn comes, then he explains it. This, though, it was very, very, uh, very abrupt. And Richard's saying he hit my kill, so complete uh, 360, I agree. To me, you got to draw it out. You got to kind of build it up a little bit, slowly just slowly turn rather than a complete flip. I agree. I definitely agree with that. And Richard says it was forced here. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're all going to get flagged for bringing up AEW on this show. But uh, Brian said they could have had the match that uh, Daniel Bryan and Mox had. If you watched AEW Revolution yesterday, Dan Brian Danielson and John Moxley, two former WWE stars, had a match. But Danielson's technically a heel, but people still love Brian Danielson. Come on, man. <laughs> so they're not, he's not really a heel. He's just, he's, just being, he's just being cocky, right? I guess you know, it's, it's a matter of, it's all, it's shades of gray. So they had a match. Now the guy was a heel, right? Danielson was trying to get, um, Moxley to kind of join force with them. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds. I'm sure you, we're here to talk about Raw. I, 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 I did. Oh, I didn't get to do a post show about AEW. I wrote a future, uh, a feature about it. So go check that out if you want to hear about my thoughts on the AEW Revolution last night. It was an awesome show. I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, but taking taking one example from that, yes, a match, two guys, two two guys, people like a lot. Just have a match and focus on that. Don't get lost with like making someone heal i don't need to do that like that they've already gotten in their own way and now uh at least compared to last week i mean i i should say they already did it last week i was already by the end of the show less excited than i already was uh for edge and styles here than i was going in now one week later i've lost even, even more interest and that's a shame i i it could be and should be a great match and it's gonna be a great match but the story the story uh is not looking so good right now i think that's a shame so Unfortunately, WWE tends tends to kind of get in their, in their own way. Uh, Robert, Dave Lee, and I talked about uh, all the time last year on the SmackDown show. They overcomplicated the Sasha Banks and Bianca Blair feud so much that like they could have just told a much simpler story, a much more interesting story, and they just like kind of went took all these unnecessary twists and turns just to try and make it quote unquote more interesting. And I don't think it worked out. And I kind of worry that's where we're going here. I feel like next week maybe Styles will come back okay and and kind of attack edge maybe i don't know but i don't know i'm not feeling as good about this one i think it's i think it's a great match again don't get me wrong i think both guys are great but the story not doing not doing it for me so far i should point out it's dj uh 
reminding us here. Uh, Big Van Vader, Vader, the Mastodon, got uh, and I almost said elected, inducted into the Hall of Fame today. Bleach Report, Chris Mueller, Bleach Report, first broke, broke the news this morning. Uh, I do agree uh, that he deserves the induction. He was a, a trend-setting powerhouse, a monster heel, um, the likes of which hadn't really been seen before. It's easy to look at uh, nowadays with, like, you see, or I should say, since he first came up, uh, came to prominence, you've seen anime big guys kind of, you know, Break, break the mold, I guess. But back in his, back in his prime, like he was unmatched. He was an absolute legend. Uh, rest in peace, the, the late great uh, Vader there. But definitely thinks he, he deserves to, uh, to be inducted. I think it's it's overdue. If anything, uh, I've seen a lot of people thinking that he should get inducted by Mick Foley. If you remember, or if, uh, if any any history buffs out there, of course Mick Foley and Vader had uh, a, a famous pro, uh, sorry, a famous match where uh, Mick Foley got his ear ripped off. Uh, they by getting kind of tangled up in the ropes there so it'd be kind of fitting to have fully uh induct him they had a famous uh famous feud definitely brian and i agree um i think he should have been inducted when he was still alive and unfortunately he passed away a couple years ago so uh it is a po po posthumous deduction so uh i think mcfollow would be my choice if not um, I'm not really sure. Admittedly, I don't know his career all that extensively. i know about the mcfollow feud um but otherwise, I'm not sure who might be the most fitting induction. So even saying it could be Stan Hansen because Vader inducted him, maybe. But Brian's saying it's a long time coming um, for Vader because he deserves it here. So, yeah, definitely congratulations to him. And that's uh, a very good thing. Uh, so he joins Undertaker as the only inductee so far. So now we know it will not just be a one-man class, as, as some people, myself included, admittedly, had kind of thought would be Fitting. Deidre saying it could also be his family. Of course, yeah, it could be his family. Uh, his son, uh, I don't know what his son's name is, but um, I, I think his son's a wrestler too. I'm blanking on the name, but that would make a lot of sense usually with a lot of these. I'm not saying I'm probably butchering this posthumous uh, inductions. It could be his son uh, slash his family to, to kind of give them that that moment and that moment to appreciate and to celebrate his life and legacy there. So um, also worth pointing out, not just saying Vader uh, got Ron Sims over as the first African American world champion. So definitely, uh, at least in, in WCW history, so definitely worth pointing out there. Um, absolutely, very, very. He's a legend and he's an all time great. So well deserved. And uh, again, if it had, if it were up to me, I would probably say Mick Foley for the for the inductor in that case. But uh, <laughs> Steven saying it's a miracle they have another team in the women's tag division, Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan. Oh boy, yeah. Um, what was it? I think it was on the SmackDown show when Sasha Banks and Naomi first reunited and, and abruptly challenged for the tag titles and directly, and, they, and then they announced the match out of the blue. Uh, lot, the joke was that, oh, it's, it is a miracle. They doubled the size of the women's tag division here just by adding one more team, which is a very, very concerning, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, sign of the times. And then now they've, they've tripled it. They've tripled the depth of the women's tag team division here. Now we saw the news of, uh, or so they, they announced uh, early in the show during, they ran down the matches that it would be uh, Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan versus the champions, Camella and Queen Zelina. Now folks, you know it's bad when the champions get the job or entrance. And by that, I mean, they did not get an actual entrance. Liv Morgan did, Ray Ripley did. And then we cut to one of many, many, many video, video packages, and we pan back to ringside, and the champion's already in the ring. So that kind of telegraphed, all right, uh, probably not a, good, not a good night for the champions here. And I myself, I tweeted right, right when the show started, or sorry, right when the match started, man, I, I hope this team isn't, isn't um, a long-term thing. 
because Ray, Ray, Ray Ripley should be a, a, a title contender for for the first singles title, not the tag titles, because obviously they made it abundantly clear the tag titles don't really matter uh, based on how they've been booked. I'm not saying that as a knock on the title themselves, but I'm saying that as uh, just based on the way they've been they've been pre presented so far. So I thought that was like I don't think they should be a long term thing. And then they won. They beat the champions, and then very late in the match, I felt like uh, Corey Graves was like, "Oh yeah." Uh, if if uh, Ripley and Morgan win, they'll get add, added to that WrestleMania Tag Team title match. So I was like, all right, um, I don't really want them to win, but here we go. And they won because uh, Camilla was the ringside chatting up her fiance, I, I believe, uh, Corey Graves. Obviously, I know they've been uh, a couple for a, a while, but and yes, they kept referencing the wedding on commentary. So uh, the, her fiance chatting him up and holding his hand at ringside, lovey dovey, great, cute, gotta love love. <laughs> and um the distraction helped um i just i should say that, that distraction took uh queen's queen's lena's eye off the ball uh and she lost the match so morgan and ripley got added to the tag title match <sighs> dj seems very very happy he's saying hardcore beauty what a team live morgan hashtag live mania is fi happening finally well i'm glad you're excited um i'm not really feeling it i'm just like again i just don't think this is the best thing for for Ray Ripley, but I guess right now, in a way, I don't know what else she'll be doing on uh, on WrestleMania, because right we know that it's going to be Bianca and Becky Lynch. We'll talk about her in a minute. Um, otherwise, I don't know what she would do. Steven saying pre-show, lol. I mean, I don't know. Uh, on a two-night WrestleMania, it's a lot easier to put the title matches on the main card and then have kind of meaningless um, other matches on the kickoff. So. I don't know about that. I, it actually might be on the main show. Brand saying Rhea needs something, and this is something. It's, it's definitely something. So, you know, I I don't think they're gonna win. Um, again, and I, I should say it's fine having this be the way that they both get on the card. I don't think Ray, I don't think they should they should win. I think after else main Rhea should definitely um, become a title contender again. So. Uh, Michael uh, would be an interesting prediction here, saying uh, that he thinks they're going to add the Bellatons to this match. So there'll be a surprise team that's added. I could see that, but also I wonder if they might kind of announce that ahead of time to try and uh, drive up those ticket sales because I think they're kind of struggling to sell uh, at least some of the tickets in a way. So I could see that, but I might more expect that they would announce that ahead of time just kind of uh, to generate a little more buzz. In that case, why not? Have, have the Bellatons win. They are a legendary tag team before the tag team titles were a thing so i think that would make a lot of sense at least as, as a short-term thing um not a good look for camilla and, and queen Zelina here like to lose like that together to, to get the job for entrance not the best not not a good look there but um just looking through my notes here uh oh boy yeah we had something else to do as well but yeah um this is fine here oh dj you set up perfectly i was just gonna say wait and, and you, you knocked it right out of the park here it's dj asking Who's love affair is going to last longer? Tamina, do I see it? Tamina Tazawa wedding? My gosh, please. No, no. Don't manifest that, DJ. Get that out of here. Like, do not put that out in the universe. All right. Like, I, that is, okay, not the last thing I want to see. That is um, near the top of the list of things I just don't want to see on Raw right now. So, folks, we start the show with uh, the, the three way promo for the tag title match. We had a very, very, very good tag title match to open the show. Again, it went most of the first hour. It was like, hey, this is a pretty darn good start to the show. Like, Raw, pretty good start here. We're, we're grooving. We're rocking and rolling. Like, I'm liking it. Okay. Maybe maybe there's hope. <laughs> and then 
we go from the tag title match, this great match, new champions, feeling pretty good. It's exciting. You wonder what's going to happen to KO. And then we, we, we segue into a video package for the 24-7 title program. Love affair, love triangle, love square. Is that a thing? A love square? I don't know. We've got two love stories going, going on at the same time. You've got uh, Tamina and, and Akira Tozawa, and of course, Dana Brooke and Reggie. He who is still kind of somewhat in the friend zone, on the periphery of the friend zone. <laughs> You've got Brian saying that was very cringeworthy, the 24-7 stuff. My gosh, people. Like, oh, this is just... First off, I... <laughs> I had a problem with the fact, you, again, you went from the, ta the tag title match, which is wonderful, to this. Then, uh, I think Dana and Reggie made, made their entrances, and then we panned backstage, and uh, Akira wants to wants to give a, give or get a good luck kiss from Tamina, and she, like, shoves him against the garage door thing backstage and kisses him roughly. Oh, I'm just not feeling it. And, hey, I'm not, I am not someone was inherently down on love stories, okay? Nesha, you can back me up here on the on the, on the NXT show. I loved Index very, very, very much. I loved that to pieces. I loved that whole story. Um, even the, the mere tease that it could be ending or they could be breaking up at some point soon hurts me deeply. Um, I love that. I loved Mandy Rose and Otis when I was a thing during the pandemic era. This is not that. Either of those. This is I would far, far, far cry away from that, all right? So, oh, man. I just... DJ, yes, we all love Index. Index is great. Cannot be tapped. Uh, this was not... Not as in that this wasn't a love story. I don't know what even to call it. it, it it's... Um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. If it's not, if, if it's not a love story, Nanda, what is it? Because I, I don't know what to call it. Um, we had Dana retain the title against Tamina. On the plus side, cool. They're actually having matches with a 24-7 title. I don't remember many times where we've had a 24-7 title match between two women, so that's cool. You know? Yeah. I guess. I'm struggling to find positives here. Um, <laughs> DJ's, DJ's like, it's the relationship from hell. I don't know if I go that far, right? I was not a fan of, that, fan of it at all. Um, the relationship from hell. Um, that's that's a little strong, my friend. Uh it was not good content. I'll leave it at that. I don't think it was good content. The writing was not there. Um, the the acting was not there, or the performance wasn't there. They're, they're, they're doing their best. They're, they're doing their best to make it interesting. Um, but it's, it's not doing it for me, my friends. It's just, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's rough. And again, you go from tag title match, awesome, great match, to this. It's like, wow, peak valley up and down this is we're all 2022 these days um no this was not very good <laughs> none of those things hookup culture that's kind of interesting right to kind of like if they actually explored that a little bit of like hey we all work together we're always on the road and and literally like traveling pretty much every day i think i've heard as high as like 300 days a year. I don't, I don't think that's still the case with like coming out of the pandemic era, but it's still very, very high. They're traveling all the time. Um, at the very least, like more often than not, more most days of the week. So that's actually kind of interesting to kind of like uh, explore that idea. I like it. At least it makes it like a little more substantive, you know, it makes it a little more interesting. But at the end of the day, Dana retained. It's fine. I, I didn't care for it. I didn't think it was particularly good. 
um, there are worse things to have on a show. I don't know if this was worse, but it wasn't. It also wasn't good. Uh, as announced over the weekend, Jerry the King Lawler, famous Raw commentator, was set to return to the show. Um, I don't know if they. I, I'm not sure if they announced it uh, as part of the segment, but they announced his return, and they also announced the Miz's homecoming party alongside Logan Paul. I think both guys are from Cleveland. I know the Miz is. I think Logan Paul also said he is. Um, on the hold. Over the years, they have made it very, very, very clear that Jerry Lawler is from Memphis. Uh, that is his domain. Uh, and yet, uh, they, they hyped it up also here that this was Jerry the King Lawler's homecoming. I, apparently, he, he's, he kind of grew up in Cleveland or at least in Ohio. So they affirmed it as a homecoming for him. Uh, the Miz, uh, John Clark was tweeting out during the show. He was saying that uh, the Miz was getting some, some good pops before the show. And then we all know how that will happen there. I'll break that down in a minute. Logan Paul. People did not seem to kill for him, even his hometown. Um, didn't think the promo was great here. He was saying, like, in Cleveland, we stand up and kick butt or, or kick ass or something. I don't know. I don't think it was that good. I, Folks, again, I said on the SmackDown show, I think I said it last week here as well, like, most of the WrestleMania card here, it's not really doing for me at this point. And that, that's a rough place to be. We're 26 days away to WrestleMania, and I'm with, like, most of these matches – not doing it for me so it's gonna be that's gonna be a time over the next couple of weeks and then covering the the two nights marathon of wrestlemania combined with potentially an uh, nxt stand deliver on saturday as well gonna be a long one but that's that's a problem for future me um yes dj uh, it was it's weird right it's jerry king lawler his whole thing is at least from memphis then to, to turn around and have this this celebration of him uh, a homecoming um for, for for him being in cleveland and he was talking about oh he grew up in ohio and he was talking he named all these cities i'm not from ohio so like for all for all i know he, he could have been making up these places i don't know um he's talking about that and then somehow that turned him saying hey we, we should have uh wrestlemania in cleveland and the miz famously of cleveland fame from cleveland cleveland homeboy said Oh, I love Cleveland, but no way. And as these are saying, winners leave Cleveland. LeBron James famously left Cleveland. Uh, uh, he said, I left Cleveland. I don't, I don't even live here anymore. And then, of course, I'm, I'm going to add this in myself. CM Punk famously no-showed Raw in Cleveland in 2014. That's been the, that had been a, bit, a big story point in his rivalry with MGF over on and the AW side of things. Um, we'll find a way to work that in there. But, uh, of course, winners leave Cleveland. He also pointed out Odell Beckham. Of course, he, he was not going to reference CM Punk. He did, he did reference Odell Beckham, though. Um, <laughs> Nando's saying this segment was like corn pudding. When you see it at a dinner table, you ask yourself, quote, why would anyone put effort in making this? Not, Nando, your effort, your comments are so wonderful. I appreciate you so much. That is exactly uh, how I felt about this segment. I begged people on Twitter, please, somebody... Tell me what the point was, because we had Jerry Lawler um, saying, hey, let's have WrestleMania in Cleveland. And, uh, and the Miz said, oh, when is, when is leave Cleveland? And then he, so basically he, he turned heel on Cleveland. The Miz is already a heel. So I don't know what the point of that was. And then he left. And then he left. <laughs> he said, when is leave Cleveland? And he left. I was like, that was five minutes of the show. You could have easily had, I don't know, a not not maybe not another match maybe another one of the matches longer or spread out here and there i don't know this was a very pointless segment this was this was like a 
like a house show segment on a live TV show. I was like, what, what is the point of this? Like, I did not understand it. It did not do anything for me. I don't know. Um, I can I, I like the Miz. I've said this before. I think he's very, very talented. Um, I think if anybody, he, he can make this work, uh, in terms of the storyline of Logan Paul, you know, what was weird. We had a segment with the Miz and Logan Paul. And then, you know, the Miz is bash in Cleveland. They, no, 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 nothing from the from the Mysterios. Uh, the Miz referenced Rey Mysterio. He referenced the feud there. He referenced this match for Mania. The, the Mysterios nowhere to be found. Nope, nothing. Um, that was kind of weird. Brian saying that uh, they take WWE takes one step forward and two steps two steps back. WWE always does this. Hard to disagree, Brian. Hard to disagree. I, I try not to be too negative here, but this, yeah. I don't know. Again, they had a great tight title match, and then they had. I'm going. To, I'm going out of order here, but I'm just talking kind of the, the general um, beats of the show here. Tight title match, 27 um, cluster, if you, if you will, and whatever this was. I don't know. Uh, Nando, you're getting more love from DJ here saying Nando's comments brighten the day when we're watching crappy segments of wrestling. Yeah, they're not, they're not all crappy. Again. I'm going to keep hammering it home. Great tag title match. Another match was very, very good. Uh, we had Braun Breaker's Raw debut. NXT champion Braun Breaker made his debut tonight. Now, earlier, earlier today, uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider reported that Breaker was backstage ahead of the show, um, making it pretty clear that he would at least be appearing on the show somehow. And then I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select shortly before the show reported that Breaker would be wrestling or was expected to wrestle. He did. He teamed with Tommaso Ciampa. Against the Dirty Dogs now, of course, over on, over on the NXT side of things, Champa will be fit, uh, sorry, Breaker will be defending against Champa and Dolph Ziggler tomorrow on NXT, the special Roadblock episode. Uh, this feud is going, going on for a couple weeks now. Dolph, uh, a Raw superstar, he's pushed down or, or over to NXT, NXT 2.0. Um, again, we've talked about this before. It makes so much sense. NXT and Raw are on the same channel. It makes so much sense to cross promote to have the crossovers to have. Uh, this interaction and, and collaboration. Um, like, and again, the, the only bittersweet thing is that they didn't do this more when it was the black and gold era, the, the wonderful black and gold era when you had your Adam Coles, when you, and they, they did sometimes, like in 2019, fine. But I wish we got more of this crossover storylines, cross promotion, like a, a sustained thing like this over several weeks. Um, and the grant, they did it for Survivor Series again in 2019, but for like a, this was, this is pretty much just, I mean, really just to promote um, NXT and also kind of like, it's like a backdoor pilot of sorts or maybe like a tryout, I guess, in a way for Braun Breaker. And Brian said Braun looked good. He's going to be a star. I thought he looked much better in the match than they did in the, the, they did in the promo. They addressed him in, a pro, in an interview um, early in the show and he didn't, I don't know, some of the promo, he seemed a little... A little uncomfortable or or obviously i'm sure he was nervous i mean i would i'd be terrified i'd be i'd be sweating buckets if i was if i was someone like making my raw debut and like that's a big 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 high pressure situation being in you're on life i mean i know he's not live feeling nxt but it's raw it's the flat it's the in theory the flagship show um so that's a big leap right to go to go from you know a to b there so no like i'm sure he may have been nervous so maybe that was a factor maybe i'm projecting maybe i'm projecting my own anxiety onto that but um Something didn't seem quite right. He seemed a little, a little, I don't want to say phony, a, a little forced, you know, a, a little canned. Like I said this last week about the Donna Castillo promo, this felt like it was a right out of W2K where he was like, 
you know, is you know, slapping the title and and, and he looked generic even. Now, I don't know, it's, it didn't quite feel like it was um as as good as it could have been. That's what that's how I'll say about it. But uh, with Stephen saying Brown does look nervous again. I thought he he looked promo, uh, nervous in the promo. The match he looked perfectly natural. He looked very very good. He's been um, you know this was as good as 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 ever saw NXT lately. Uh, he did a kip up. He sure gets his strength. Um, he was looking good. He pinned off Ziggler, a former World Heavyweight Champion, mind you. So good for him. Um, very, very good to see. We've had Ciampa. I think Ciampa's gotten a pin, admittedly, a roll-up, I think, um, in two weeks. Maybe he pinned Ziggler, Ziggler last week, but the first week was a roll-up. Um, I don't remember. It all boards together, folks. But Ciampa won his, I think, two matches uh, on Raw, and then Breaker got the one here. So it's good to see they're actually pushing um, the XC guys. Like, that's that's a good thing. Because, like, again, not trying not to go there, but guys like Adam Cole, uh, Naokai Black, Andrade over in, over in AW now doing great things. All those guys could be doing great things on Raw or SmackDown. And I mean, Adam Cole left of his own accord, but they released a lot of other guys that they could have had so much more with. And and obviously that's that's a matter of hindsight being twenty twenty. But uh, yeah, this, this is good. Right? This is definitely a step in the right direction. You've got Brown Breaker, very very clearly a guy they are very 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 high on. They had the backstage interview. They had a video package. And the and special entrance form, uh, not special entrance. He got got a full entrance, and then he, and he won. So they're definitely uh, very very confident about this guy's abilities, folks. This guy debuted in September, literally first match on NXT TV in September. Think of that. It's March now. He's winning that. He won a match on Raw. Um, they 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 frames very very much like Karrion Cross's uh, or now Killer Cross's Raw debut, where it said "Welcome to Raw." Uh, this is his first night on Raw. So I don't know. If this is a one-off, I don't I don't know if this is like a just a one-off cameo, uh, special guest star appearance uh, to hype Roadblock tomorrow. This just kind of felt like it might be the start of more, or at the very very least, I feel like it's not going to be um, long before we actually actually see him on Raw full time. So that if anything, this was a good um, you know first outing for him. So I think that was a good thing for sure. And again, maybe other than the promo. Not, I would say it was a successful first night. So good for him, good for Brown Breaker. And Steve, I think it was Steven said earlier that he's probably going to retain tomorrow. Yeah, Brown Breaker. Um, although I, again, this makes me makes me think he he could be moving up at some point. Now, Karen Cross did, did retain the title um, for a little while when they first got called up, and he, he did double duty here. So, um, but DJ, that yes, that would be good cycle here. So, I was a huge, huge. Huge fan of Cameron Cross. I thought he had he had and still has megastar potential. Great look, great presence, just great. Yeah, I, th- I think he has the factor. I know some people may disagree. I thought he he could easily be like a, a top star on Raw or SmackDown, and they just completely whiffed. They they gave him the stupid helmet and the stupid gear. They took away. I mean, I know Scarlett went up three later, so that she was hurt or recovering from an injury. But yeah, I think even after she got cleared. Then user, so they took away uh, Scarlet. I think they're such a great match together, and that's that's one reason why he has such a great um, pres- presentation on NXT. Took that away. Um, so, as good as this first outing for Breaker was, I am very 
skeptical at the very least of WWE's ability to take a top NXT star, the, the champion in this case, like Braun Breaker, and actually push him and and put him in a position to succeed. Um, and I, w- I should say that that promo, it seemed like the writing itself, like uh, you, uh, presumably they're, they're not letting Braun Breaker ad live here. So he's, he's given these lines. And I, as I said before about Ricochet and any number of other guys not known for the promo abilities, if you're given not great material t- in the promo, you're not gonna um, you're not gonna cut a good promo. Like that's just how it is. So uh, I my issue was more like this felt like the elite from NXT creative. Supposedly, there's a lot of overlap. I don't know, but I do think someone you know, it's a different, different creative process of some sort, seemingly. So some some seemed off, seemed off. So I am concerned about um, Breaker finding success here. Now, through no fault of his own, through, through sheerly through this pattern of the way they've handled, handled NXT stars with Karrion Cross being a very clear um, sign of concern. So. Hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he's successful because I think he could be a great star for them, and I hope he is. But that's definitely one we'll have to wait and see on uh, what happens next. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow when he, when he uh, competes on the NXT, uh, defending the NXT title. So looking forward to that one as well. There, um, I do want to DJ. I see your comment about almost. I will get there, but I do want to mention a bigger story. No offense to almost, but uh, before the show, Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, tweeted. Uh, uh, I think it was sorry, Instagram. It was an image of her in the hospital bed saying that not only did, did Bianca Belair whip her with her hair last week, uh, they had a match in Allentown, which is a stone throw for me, at, at a live show yesterday on Sunday. And so she said that, that Belair fractured her voice box. Now, I'm usually not skeptical. Sorry, I'm usually not a skeptic. Excuse me. Um, but you cover this business long enough, you're like, is it a work? Is she, is she, is this a storyline thing? Like, what is this? Like, honestly, my, my gut instinct, I saw that. I'm like, is she reposting an image from the hospital? She had her baby. Like, that'd be kind of weird. I don't know. Granted that sound, that may sound very out there. I'm, and it, it does not know that I say it aloud, but I honestly thought it was part of a storyline. I was like, okay, maybe this is, they just didn't want to have her on show tonight to, to sell the attack from last week or to do this supposed injury at the live show. But then Mike Johnson, PW Insider, reported during the show that, no, Lynch is hurt. She legitimately um, hurt her her voice box, her larynx, and she's expected to be out for two weeks. So um, supposedly, sh- sorry, she'll be, re- she'll be able to return in uh, in two weeks' time. That would mean that she's good to go for WrestleMania, as Nash pointed out earlier, 26 days, so plenty of time left for WrestleMania. Um, if, if we stick to that timeline, will be a problem. Belair had a brief promo tonight saying, you know, she has one rule, don't touch my hair. All right, cool. You know, uh, there's only so much you can really do um, in a feud between two two people when one person isn't there on, on, any, on any given night. So it's fine. It kept the story going. Um, best wishes to Becky Lynch. Again, my, that was my gut instinct. I it, It's not a work, reportedly. She actually is hurt. So um, hopefully she has a, a, a speedy recovery. Um she, she's a champion and, and as we've been talking about for weeks now i think bianca boyer needs that winner WrestleMania. and if becky can't go i think that that'd be a big i'll say a pretty big loss to the WrestleMania card which again for me admittedly is already not not quite uh up to par so uh hopefully her recovery will, will not be a problem it'll, it'll all go according to plan and, and there you go so dj yes dj asking about almost commander aziz now uh, they did kind of set something up here where we had um, almost 
pretty decisively squashed Apollo Crews. Hey, everybody. Do you remember when Apollo Crews was getting a fairly big push on SmackDown? He got the new gimmick, and we we, we riffed on that for weeks and weeks about the horrible accent, and how it was kind of, kind of racist, kind of like borderline, at least iffy, at least a little iffy. Um, and, and then he got drafted to Raw, and it's been nothing. I think he got drafted, and just... That's been like, I think he's had like one and two. He, I think he answered Damon Priest's challenge one, at one point, and that's really been it. Otherwise, he's been on main event a lot, so he he lost almost here. Also, they had a really weird almost interview. It looked like the cameraman was lying on the ground, and they're like angling it all the way up at him, and it just looks so weird. I I know it's it was meant to, to emphasize almost his height. Fine, <laughs> it just kind of was, it seemed a little goofy to me. Um, but they played another almost video package. They did that last week as well. So it feels like they they want to push almost. They just don't know how. They they, they it feels like hey we've got this massive mountain of a man. We just don't know what we want to do with him. Like we we got to do something with him. We don't know what. Um, if anything, I think almost won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I don't really see almost versus Aziz for a WrestleMania match, especially when. WrestleMania is a couple weeks away. Aziz never wrestles. Like he's he never does anything um, other than like being Cruz's muscle. They've had like a couple tag team matches. Aziz wrestled back during that push on SmackDown. That felt like forever ago. It was only last year, but it is very much a what have, what have you done for me lately business. It's I I do not see that as a WrestleMania match. I know WrestleMania is two nights, and you can kind of get away with some lack not lackluster like less. WrestleMania level matches. I understand that. That's a stretch to go like, okay, let's put almost Aziz on the card. Best case, best case for that, it's it's on the kickoff. That's not a match for me at least. They put on the main card. Um, and and DJ's point out in his comment there, yeah, that would probably, if anything, be uh, a kickoff match. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, this was not the best. I feel bad for Cruz. I think Cruz is a great wrestler. He's very, very talented. He deserves better. Uh, DJ pointed out, uh, many people forget, uh, uh, Commander Aziz was Raw, was uh, Baba Tunde on Raw Underground. He was um, dominating and, and just beating people up and taking their money over on Raw Underground back way back when. Man, that feels like forever ago. Um, and Stephen calling back to that as well. Um, so no, I'm, I'm not saying he's never wrestled. He has experience, of course. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying again, this is 2022. He hasn't really wrestled lately, so I would be surprised. Um, Nando, could we see Veer come in WrestleMania? Well, what better time to come than WrestleMania? If WrestleMania would perhaps be the greatest time to come. Unfortunately, Veer did not come tonight. And, and DJ, as DJ points out, no even uh, reminder that Veer is coming. Nothing. Um, so we were left wondering whether or not Veer will come. Uh, I hope he will. I feel bad for the guy. He's, he's been waiting to come for so long now. It's got to be painful at this point. It's, it's it's just so built up there. He must be having such a bad time. Like, that's got to be rough. Like, the poor man, he just wants to come, everybody. Like, just just let the man come. That, like, just give a dog a bone, right? Just 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 let him, right? He he all, Every week, he comes a little early after um oh, sorry comes a little on, on main event. He never quite he never quite lasts all the way to Raw. Just a little, little premature there. It's very unfortunate. One of these days, he'll be able to, you know, have that endurance to really get all the way through. Man, I wish we had a Bluetooth sponsorship, man. Like, oh, <laughs> just, they, they, they write themselves here. 
um, as I, as I've said before, uh, man, I, the, the beer stuff, I know it's juvenile. I know it's silly. I'm having fun with it though. And on a show like raw, yet you cling to the, the, very, the few things that are actually fun and you ride as long as you possibly can. You ride them out, you cling to them, you, you make the most that you can because they, one of these weeks, either he's going to come and it'll be over or it'll just go away and it won't be a thing anymore. And then I'll be sad. Um, Nando, I appreciate you. Uh, I don't know. I feel pretty good tonight, folks. Like, we're all, like, it wasn't great. It was pretty fun. You know, I don't know. Like, some of it was bad, like, pretty objectively bad. Um, I feel bad for you, though, man. Just the guy's been waiting to come for so long. Like, he's probably about to explode. Like, honestly, it's, it's been weeks now. Like, it's been, I think it's been months. The man, poor man. It's just like probably so desperate now. Like, one of these days. But hey, if you want to see a beer come, watch main event. Uh, DJ asking if we saw a beer come tonight. I think he did. He did come on main event. I think John, or, or at least other people in attendance, tweeted that he was on main event tonight. So he, he, he did come, just not. It, not in the way that it counts, I guess. Uh, boy, it's, it's, it's fun, man. I'm having fun with it. Maybe a little... Hey, if Veer, if Veer wins a 24-7 title, Stephen, he'll be coming all day long. And that would just be a gold mine of more jokes. I'm here for it. Give it to me, please. Um, I can see it, though. Uh, Brian saying Veer could come after WrestleMania. Um, you know, there's a part, there's a part of it. Like, just, I, I, I'm not trying to kind of contradict myself. Just keep it going as, as long as you possibly can. Like just keep every week. Beer, beer is coming. Beer is coming. Beer is coming. And then just keep keep adding to that mythos and like adding to, adding to it, putting little hints and playful uh, playful little you know jabs in there, little wordplay, um, and just have him never come. That would be like the funniest thing. Just have him never come. And kind of, again, kind of like Elias. Elias literally said Elias is dead, and we have not seen him since last August. So Elias, for all intents and purposes, as as a character. Is dead, dead and buried, dead and gone. That's it. Um, so in a way, like Veer never coming would be like an all-time rib, I guess, of just like funny stories. Like for weeks and weeks, people were like it, it turned into this like the sensation only for him to never come. There, there's something about that that would be pretty funny, at least for me. But we'll see. I could see that for WrestleMania. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not both? Why not Veer versus Elias? Have Veer come and uh Face zombie Elias or something. Sure. Crazy things happen, man. I don't know. Um, otherwise, not a whole whole lot to dig into here. Talk about Lowe. We're talking about Breaker. We talked about almost Edge very Otherwise, only thing we really haven't talked about is, uh, as of last week, the new United States champion Finn Balor was in action. Boy, it is good to see Finn Balor with, with gold around his waist. The man is a champion. He's the prince. He deserves so much better than he has been getting. So to have him at least have a title now is a very good thing. Um, so I, I was happy to see that. Uh, that. That he beat Priest last week, as I've said many, many a time here, Priest gimmick is not working. It's not doing, or at least is the, the split personality thing was not working. Priest turned heel last week. Bauer had a match with Austin Theory tonight. Now, uh, over on the SmackDown side of things, Austin Theory stepped up and... Uh, Shot is shot, and he'll be facing uh, Pat McAfee WrestleMania. So that's happening. Um, but this is this is a very good thing. Brian Sam Bauer is being salvaged finally. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. WWE has made me a skeptic, but I'm hopeful. At least he has a title. At least he's on Raw. At least he well he won this by DQ. Um, that is good. But uh, so this what I thought this was a fine match. 
Uh, we had DJ say Austin Theory sucked tonight. That's a little harsh, but I, I thought it was fine. It's Finn Balor. It's hard to have a match when, when you're when you're a bad match when when you're in there with Finn Balor. Uh, that was pretty good, or again at least fine. And then Damian Priest came up, interfered, DQ win uh, for Balor. I thought this this made sense. Theory has a match just made against against McAfee. Balor seemingly will, will be facing a Damian Priest probably in a Damian versus Damian match at this point. That's where I see this going. Um, so neither guy could really take the loss here. So even though WWE does this way too often, it actually makes sense here to have uh, the DQ. So I'm fine with that. Like, it makes sense. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it would also make sense to have maybe have maybe have had Mackie show up. Stephen saying they could have had him start playing with the feud with Theory. I mean, hey, we can cling to the to the concept of the, the brand split. McAfee is a member of the, the SmackDown roster as a broadcast team, even though Theory showed up there last uh, on Friday night. So I don't know. It's inconsistent. That's what they do. I guess they just wanted to focus on Priest at this point, but I'm sure we'll build up to there uh, on Friday. But yeah, I thought this was fine. Uh, I, again, B Balor, sorry, McAvoy versus Theory. I'm sure it'll be fine. Doesn't really excite me. Um, I guess it's better than the idea of Vince McMahon wrestling. Although reportedly he'll still be in, heavily involved in that somehow, whatever that means. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, go check out Vince McMahon's interview with Pat McAfee. Chock full of eye-opening quotes and just um, the the most. I guess clear picture that you, you that we've gotten of Vince McMahon in many years, and it's probably uh, the only interview he'll really he'll really be doing for the foreseeable future. So definitely recommend that. It's a it's a long one, but it's definitely worth it. Or at the very least, look up coverage of it. We 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 ran some piece from it, some some transcripts. So definitely check that out. Stephen saying it was great as well. French Fernando asking if I would like to see Finn leave WWE. I mean, we could I could spend another hour on this. There are guys, Finn Bauer, Kevin Owens, I didn't say Sami Zayn, uh, uh, when he was still with the company, Johnny Gargano, I want, and his future now is a little murky, what he has a baby, nobody really knows what he'll be doing. Uh, any, any number of guys where I would like, I, in, in one way, I'm like, yeah, man, leave, <laughs> go to AW, be a wrestler, have great matches, great, do great things, like have freedom to, to do whatever you want to do. Um, whereas in WWE, that's none of that is really happening. But Owens resigned, and now he's gonna do something with Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So that's cool. Same as resigned, had a very brief IC title reign. I think I think he kind of got screwed over on that one. Balor, I'm cautiously optimistic this will be good for him. Do I still think he, he could be doing great things elsewhere? And not you, you you yourself say he could go to New Japan and and take out Jay White. Balor could, or uh, I guess in this case, Stephen saying Prince Devitt could come back, uh, his, his former uh, pre-WWE alias, and go to AW. They're doing Bullet Club stuff, kind of. That's something that would, I think would be awesome. But I think he's still in contact for a while. So barring, barring a, a catastrophe in terms of another round of releases, I'm sure that he'll be fine and they'll be on Raw, hopefully for the foreseeable future. Uh, Cesaro, Cesaro left of his own accord. I hope he goes to AEW and does great things. Folks, I made it, I've made it no secret. I'm an AEW fan. And I cover these shows for the WWE side of things as it's my job. And I'm also a WWE fan. I, I like both. Okay. Uh again, I, I knocked I knocked WrestleMania, the, the, the WrestleMania card. I criticize things when they're not great. 
but I'm not, I'm, I'm by no means a WWE hater. Like I, I'm, I'm a fan and I want, I want to be good. I thought Raw was okay tonight. I thought it was fine. There were things that were bad. Okay. We've, re we've reached the, the grand finale here. That was Raw tonight. The road, the road to WrestleMania continues. Uh, folks, rate uh, the show on a scale of one to 10. One being absolutely atrocious uh, and 10 being phenomenal. It just, or stupendous. 10 being, well, no, I, one being stupendous in terms of how awful that word is. 10 being phenomenal. Uh, Nando, Nando, as always, with a 5.9 ducks. Uh, DJ with an 8.5. Steven with a 6.5. Brian with a 6.5 as well. Uh, saying then the tag title match, the Owens promo was really good. I thought the Owens promo was really good. Again, I just thought it felt a little flat of like, if 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 you got the promo and then Austin came out, uh, sorry, Steve Austin, great, but just the promo, good promo, but a little flat there for me, especially on the raw curve. I don't say like a six point seven. I'm feeling generous tonight. It like the tag team match was so good. Um, not by and large, I thought it was fine. All right, like I can't argue too too much for raw, especially. 6.7. I'm in a good mood. I'll give it a 6.7. Well, maybe a 2.2 of, of charity there, of, of just sheer goodwill. Um, but yeah, 6.7 is fine. Uh, Stephen point out, Brawl will be in AEW country next week with uh, with uh, being in Jacksonville. So there you go in, in AEW's home, hometown there. Uh, DJ said that John posted Ke Kevin Owens' funny promo on his Twitter page. Make sure to check that out. I'll obviously that as well. Kevin Tower is saying want a nine. I think he's saying if can roll a nine, that's pretty darn good. But hey, as I always say, if you if you like it that much, if you like it that much, I respect you. And like we come here, we come together to to just talk about it, whether we some of us may love it, some of us may not like it at all. And we, we try to find um, some common ground, or or if not, we just come to talk about it at the very least, just to have a dialogue. That's that's the goal here. At the end of the day, lastly, I never like to ignore the question, so I do want to say, uh, Nando asking uh, off topic, but which Ring of Honor star do you want to see debut soon? Want to see them boys, the Briscoes versus FTR? Well, last week, the bombshell, the, the I don't want to say bombshell, the big story, uh, in the wrestling world that uh, Tony Khan, AW owner, bought Ring of Honor. I've got to do a podcast about this at some point. I'm waiting for more, for more details to come out because I don't want to like have a podcast to do about it be obsolete the next week. So once once we know more, I'll definitely do a long form pod, relatively long form podcast podcast to just sit down and and talk with you all about it because like it's a really big story, uh, especially with Ring of Honor coming back. Supposedly they're, they're still on for Supercard of Honor in just a couple of weeks on April one, so that's a big deal. Um, so Ring of Honor being owned by Tony Khan now, supposedly. Vague rumors can't like confirm them, but they that that Ring of Honor might be like a developmental, like an NXT for AW. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what to think of it yet. I can't really comment about that. But for the question, uh, do you mean who I want to see debut in AEW or in WWE? I would say in either case, um Ring of Honor is wrestling, man. Like Ring of Honor is wrestling. All right, like I'm sorry, it's a wrestling company. Um so I don't know if I necessarily see a lot of Ring of Honor guys going to WWE. Um, granted, that we that was once the case. Sam Punk, Dan Bryan, Kevin Owens, El Generico, Sami Zayn. Um, any number of guys came through Ring of Honor uh, and, and became big stars in WWE. Now many of them are in AEW. So uh, with the shift being AEW is the wrestling company, WWE is the sports entertainment company. And they, they, they we've talked about this many times. Now they're wanting, wanting to focus on athletes and, you know, 
molding their own their own wrestling I guess superstars, not rest. That's a whole other debate, but whatever. Um, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it on the on the AEW side. I th- I would definitely want to see the Briscoes face FDR. That is like the one match that they need to do. They've been feuding with each other since I think December. They they FDR attacked them at Final Battle. They've been feuding and feuding and feuding, and it hasn't happened yet. I feel like it could happen at Supercard if that happens. So, uh, if they still proceed as planned, uh, because Tony Khan owns uh, Ring of Honor now. Um, otherwise, I'm a big fan of Shane Taylor. If you're not familiar with him, look the man up. He is the best striker in the business, at least for, for my money. Um, Josh Woods, he's getting some shots on AEW Dark, uh, the, the, the last Ring of Honor pure champion, question mark. Uh, they have so many talented people, man. I, I'm a big fan of a lot of people there. Um, Roxy uh, has gotten a, a WWE tryout, the, the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, although she lost it to Diana Perrazzo over Impact. Uh, I think she could land with WWE, maybe work her way up in NXT. Worth pointing out, former Ring of Honor um, host slash interviewer Quinn McKay is in WWE. She's on NXT level up now, so good for her. I, I interviewed her last year, very, very uh, great, great to speak with her, so that's kind of cool to see her doing great things. Uh, Steven Sang, Jay Lethal, and Dan Housen, they're both in AW now, so there you go. Uh, Ring of Honor, the legacy lives on, nice and strong. But um, overall, in the general sense, I'll, I'll take it. I want to see all, them all do great things, right? I'm not trying to pick favorites. I named some people I want to see uh, specifically, but we'll see. Again, suppose that we'll, we'll know more in the coming weeks, and once we do, I'll do a, a, a solo pot, like, at least a podcast of some sort about it to kind of really dive in. That's a little bit of a tangent for it, but... Well, with that, that's a big story to watch moving forward. And, of course, it's the Road to WrestleMania. We've got the Raw show. John wasn't here tonight. He was live at the show. We should be back on track as scheduled next week, the two of us. Otherwise, uh, we should be here. Uh, Robert and I on Friday. I don't, I don't think there's, there's GCW on Friday. Rampage was live. AEW Rampage was live on Friday. And that made things way too complicated, folks. Like, we do our best, but, like, we're, we got to do news coverage. And, all, and, and it was a very, very hectic night on Friday. So... We couldn't do, you know, the, it's, we do our best folks. Like, please, uh, please uh, thank you for your ongoing patience with, you know, weeks where we, we don't do the show. Um, schedule permitting, we are here. I, I'm here every Monday. I'm here uh, Fridays with Robert E. Fleece. Gina here on, X, on, the, on the NXT post show on Tuesdays. Stephen pointing out it's now already Tuesday morning. So, I guess NXT, two, NXT Roadblock week tonight. Definitely a star-studded show. A, bit, a big special, special card for that one. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews coming to you guys. Uh, and also, all things AW, we talked about them a good amount tonight. Uh, Dominic and Marcus cover all things AW on two Dynamite Dudes of Rampage. And also, uh, there's more and more interviews. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Powerhouse Hobbs. He interviewed Dutch Mantel. He interviewed uh, a, a plethora of stars. I interviewed Matt Cardona, six belt Matt Cardona, whatever you want to call him. Um, He's doing great stuff. It's very, very cool to see all the things he's doing. That'll be up this week. That's uh, we 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 run two pieces from that. We have not published actually ever yet. The full thing should be going up this week. So keep keep an eye out on that one. Very excited for you guys to see, to see that when it goes up. I'll be tweeting it out when it does. All that stuff and more available on our uh, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. You know where to find us. All that good stuff for us to zone on the feed. Make sure you leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you all so much. As always, folks, the world remains a terrifying place. It's very scary out there. But we come together here to, to escape all of that, to come together, to just to, to talk about one thing, to do one thing above all others. And that, my friends, is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.